Hello and welcome to Just Needs, a podcast where we talk about parenting children with disabilities. I'm your host, Christina Kozik. I too am a parent of a child with a disability, and let me just say, I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is a project of Exceptional Lives, a nonprofit organization that supports families like yours. You can learn more about Exceptional Lives at our website, www.exceptionallives.org. Well, you guys, it's summertime, and a lot of us are traveling. Traveling with kids or a kid, especially when you're flying, can be very stressful. If you have a kid with a lot of sensory needs or one who gets overwhelmed or anxious easily, then traveling becomes even more stressful for everyone. I want to share five tips with you that will help take some of the guesswork out of flying with your child with a disability. Tip number one, know your rights when you're traveling. The Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA, protects people with disabilities from discrimination. This means that airport or airline personnel can't ask you anything about your disability. They also can't argue that you don't need accommodations, and they can't charge you for checking a mobility device or other luggage that's related to your disability. They can ask you questions about how the disability impacts your travel needs, so that way they can figure out the best way to accommodate you. If you need accommodations to get to the gate, and or on the plane, the airline has to provide them. I always suggest when you're buying your ticket, you select the option that lets the airline know that you have a disability and an accommodations request. There's usually a box to select or options, but there's also space to add specifics. And if you don't see this when you're booking your ticket, you can always call the airline and have it added to your ticket. Doing this in advance sets the airline personnel up to meet your needs. And it also means that if they're unprepared, which can happen, that they will see this advance request and know that they will need to make things work so that you and your child are accommodated. You can also go through security with liquid medications, formula, food pouches, and ice or freezer packs in greater quantities than the normally allowed three ounces. The thing that you want to do here is to just let TSA know that you're traveling with these things before you go through your security screening. And if you have a teen or a young adult that is flying solo and is old enough that they're not considered an unaccompanied minor, you can request accommodations. If your child needs an escort to the gate, they will usually offer to give you a gate pass instead of having airport personnel do this. Tip number two, plan how you want to handle other people's responses to your child's behavior. If your child is prone to outbursts or meltdowns or they just vocalize very loudly, Think beforehand about how you want to handle other people's responses. Whether you choose to use some sort of visual signal, please know that you don't owe anyone an explanation or an apology about your child's diagnosis. One visual signal that you can use are sunflower lanyards to indicate that you or your child has an invisible disability. Either way, how you handle other people's responses is where self-regulation and co-regulation are huge. If you respond calmly to your child, your child is more likely to stay calm and other people overhearing you will tend to respond calmly as well. A team member shared with me that when her kids were really little, her flying mantra was, it's none of my business what other people think of me and my family. Tip number three. Prep your child ahead of time about what to expect. The national organization, the ARC, has a program called Wings for Autism or Wings for All. 
During these events, participants can check in and receive a boarding pass. They pass through a TSA security checkpoint. They wait in a boarding area, and they even board an aircraft. This allows family and their children with disabilities to know what to expect when flying. Local art chapters and partners like airlines work together to put WINGS events on. I'm going to have some links to the ARC's website so you can get more information about that program. TSA Cares is another way to help prepare your kid for a flight. They have a short video on their website that explains the process of flying so your child knows what to expect. You can also contact TSA Cares 72 hours before traveling to request assistance at checkpoints. TSA Cares has a notification card as well, and this lets TSA personnel know that you have a disability and may need assistance. Another way to help kids prep is to help them pack up things that help them feel comfortable. So my son likes to pack fidget toys and playing cards, and I've even been known to purchase a small Lego set for him just to keep him occupied because I know that it'll help him stay comfortable. But really, anything that your child may need to help them can be brought. This is things like earplugs, a fuzzy blanket, a special stuffed animal, and don't forget snacks. Tip number four, make a backup plan for mobility devices. It's rare, but there are horror stories of passengers arriving at their destination and finding their mobility devices broken. If something like this happens, report it to the airline right away. The airline is 100% responsible for replacing it, and it's also helpful to know where you can rent a chair or an other device at your destination just in case. I'll have a link to some information that takes you through the process of what you should do if your wheelchair is damaged. Last, but definitely not least, tip number five, keep your sense of humor and be patient. Airlines often handle things in ridiculous ways, like arriving with a wheelchair to accommodate an able-bodied deaf person. This really happened to a team member's daughter, as well as a few other people they know. You may need to explain to airline or airport personnel what you or your child actually needs. Maybe you need a quiet place for your child to sit so that they can calm down. Or maybe you need an adult-sized changing table. Whatever it is, don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. You are not bothering those around you by simply existing and traveling. By the way, in my research for this episode, I discovered that some airports are now offering sensory rooms and adult changing stations. This is such great news for those that are traveling with a family member with a disability that may need to utilize those spaces. I found a link that has a list of all the airports and where either a sensory room and or an adult changing station may be, and I will have that for you in the show notes. I know I shared a lot of information in this episode, so there will be lots of links for you guys in those show notes so that way you can get directly to the information that you need. I hope that you learned something that will help make your next trip a little less stressful and just a great travel experience. If you have any other tips or tricks, please share them with me on Facebook or Instagram at Exceptional Lives. And as always, I hope you found this information helpful. If you know somebody who can benefit from this information or this episode, please share it with them. This podcast was written and presented by me, Christina Kozik, with input from Marissa Howard Karp. This podcast is a project of Exceptional Lives. You can subscribe and follow the podcast at our website, www.exceptionallives.org forward slash just needs podcast. 
Our website has blogs, guides, and a disability services finder for Massachusetts and Louisiana. We'd love for you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Exceptional Lives. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening.